the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Give me Joshua 1.8 and let's begin to run and roll. Joshua 1.8 This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have, and you will have, for then I will make my way prosperous, and I will have, read it like you believe it, and I will have, all right, so he says, if you are going to experience good success, there is something you need to appreciate. Book. Somebody say book. Yeah. Not every book is interesting. There are some books and there are books. There are some books you read, you never want to forget them. There is a principal book you need in life. I like it when he said, this book of the law, it was clearly defined. It's not general books. This book is not the book of chemistry. It's not the book of architecture. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, and then you will have good success. Somebody say, I'm ordained for good success. Say, I'm wired for good success. You already know what good success is. And if you, per adventure, you are joining the service for the first time, you can go to our podcast and then you listen to the earlier messages. It will be a great blessing for you because that is where I'm going to continue from here. We said that for you to experience good success, there are codes. Somebody say codes. Uh, this is an age of technology. Codes. Codes. Phones are past codes. We enter into buildings and they have codes. Uh, shops, shelves, in safes. All of them have codes. And if you enter the wrong code, you'll be denied access a hundred times. Your ATM card, if you want to withdraw money, it's yours. Your name is on it. But if you enter the wrong code after the third attempt, they will seize it. And there are many of us who are attempting to succeed and our success has been seized because we are entering the wrong code. But from today, you will succeed. That's why God is giving you these codes because we need them. And when these codes are received and engaged, practically, you experience good success. You will experience good success. So he says, this book, and he talks about knowledge. We said a book signifies knowledge. If you are going to succeed, the first code is the code of knowledge. Somebody say the code of knowledge. If you want to start a business and do well in business, you have to know what sells. You have to know that your greatest asset as a business person, apart from your product, is your customer. Somebody say my customer. Yeah, You are in business when your customers are happy. 
you are in business when your customers are happy you are in business when your customers are happy not when you are happy when you rape somebody and make money and you're excited you are chilling you are not in business because sooner or later you'll be out of business if you want to be in business for a very long time your number one objective is to satisfy your customer a satisfied customer is business success established but africans don't think like that africans i want to how much can i make out of it we think of profit rather than service and those who will be great must think service rather than profit are you with me here now I, I will come back to it after i finish this foundation i will start teaching on how to set up your own business and then grow it because that's what this service is about it's excel service exceptional christian entrepreneurs and leaders service you are becoming one of such exceptional ones somebody give me a better amen, amen. all right so we explored knowledge the code of knowledge extensively we looked at what you need to know we said you have to know god you have to know yourself you have to know your assignment and you have to know how life works somebody say how life works life works in a certain way the book of proverbs and ecclesiastes were written to show us how life works and if you don't know how life works you will not go far in life if you want to go far you have to understand life why did god give you life what are you supposed to use life for what is the most important thing for life that's what you need to know and then we looked at your attitude towards knowledge the benefits of knowledge and all of those things but today we want to continue this book of a law somebody say this book of a law i like talking about this because uh, basically that is one of the fundamental things i have practically engaged over the years everything i have seen in my life now i have seen it because it began from here i understood this principle as a student in KNUST very early and i've worked with it almost all my life since i got to know it it's very important this book of the law shall not depart from your from your from your from your this book of the law shall not depart we know it's in your note we know it's in your ipad we know you have memorized it but is it on your lips is it on your lips until the word is on your lips it will not produce results this book of the law success good success begins with your mouth it begins from where your mouth it begins if you fail or you succeed it begins from your mouth it begins from your mouth what words are you speaking the bible says in john chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 in the beginning somebody say in the beginning Oh, I like it. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning, in the beginning, God spoke words. Before he began anything, words, words, words. What words? Your words will go a long way to define the ultimate outcome of your life. What are you speaking? What words are you speaking concerning your marriage, concerning your business, concerning your academics? What are you speaking concerning your ministry? It's very foundational if you are going to experience good success. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1 to 3, he said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Then verse 3, he said, Through faith we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. Somebody say the worlds. The wealth, the wealth, the wealth, the financial world were framed by. Your marital world will be framed by your words. Your ministry world will be framed by your words. 
Your professional life will be framed by, he said the words were framed by the word of God. Any world you live in that you are not comfortable in, you can reframe it. Words were framed. They were framed. They were created. They were designed, architected by the word of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. By faith we understand the version that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, equipped for intended purpose by the word of God so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. What he's simply saying is that the tangible is a product of the intangible. Somebody say the tangible. It's a product of the intangible. Yeah. So you have to value intangible stuff. A lot of Africans don't have value for intangible things. We don't see knowledge. So an African will choose money over knowledge. And we don't see it. Tangibles, tangibles, tangibles. So through faith, we understand the words were framed. Somebody said the words were framed. By the word of God. How were they framed? Let's look at Genesis and see. Let's take a walk through Genesis. And I want us to be very fast with that. Genesis 1 verse 1 to 3. In the beginning, what John talked about is the same thing. that In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made. So that's it. In the beginning, God, Elohim, created by forming from nothing the heavens and the earth. He formed from nothing. You know, the tangible formed the intangible. He formed from nothing. How? By the word of God. By the word of God. How did God create anything? By the word of God. The earth was formless, void, and waste, and emptiness, and darkness upon the face of the deep. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the earth. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, somebody said, then God said, let there be light. When things are messed up, you can fix them with words. Listen, words can mess you up. Words can also fix messed up things. That's why you need to be very careful how you use words. The Bible says, death and life are in the power of a tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Thereof. They will eat the fruit thereof. So the fruit you are eating is a function of the seeds you are sowing with your words. The fruit you are eating. In the beginning, God said. What did God say? Many things God said. Genesis 1 says, Then God said, Let there be firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. God said. Someone say, God said. said. This is in the beginning. Verse 9. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together. Then God said. And number 11. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass. (laughs) That is healthy. Verse 14. Then God said, Then God said, verse 20. Then God said, verse 24. Then God said, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make. Listen, there is nothing God made without saying first. Everything God made, He said it first. He said it. Everything. Everything. When we're having church in the school, I said a long ago that every branch of our church will be fully air conditioned. How many of you remember some of those things? Yeah. And it's happening today. We're in a class, you didn't know what was even happening there. Where you are today is a product of the words you spoke yesterday. Where you be tomorrow will be determined by the words you are speaking today. Be very careful. We don't joke with words. There's a series I'm preparing on mind your words. 
Yeah. Don't joke. I, I was only joking. I am dying to see you. Hey! <laughs> don't be joking with words like that. <laughs> yeah. Don't joke with words. Don't, the Bible said the words I speak unto, they are spirit and they are life. Death and life are in the power. Every time you speak, there are two things happening. You are either ministering life or you are ministering death. Every time you speak, every time you speak, every time you speak. So it's very, very critical that we appreciate this. God had good success. How do I know? Look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 38, 31. Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. Then God saw everything he had made and indeed it was very good. Is it not good success? Good success. Good success. Good success. And all he did was to be speaking the right words. When you speak the right words, good success is guaranteed. When you speak the right words. When you speak the right words. When you speak the right words. He, and he saw everything he had made. Now listen. He saw everything he had what? Everything he had what? How did he make them? How did he make them? Oh, talk to me. How did he make them? So he saw he had good success in everything he made and it was because he spoke them. He spoke them. I regret marrying you. The regret have just started. Because you have just spoken it. You have just spoken it. I think I've married a very foolish woman. <laughs> Her foolishness will now manifest to the brethren. Bible said, God calls those things that be not as though they were. You want your wife to be smart. Woman, you are an angel. Like Abigail. When she has even messed up. Am I communicating here? No, it's, not, it's not just about when, when I'm poor, then I'm rich. When your wife messes up, also address her as if she's a good woman. Are you with me here? It's the same thing. You see, the principle of faith applies to every aspect of life. Aspect of life. Speak it. God saw everything. This is one of the most important things I can teach you. The word of God in your heart and the word of God in your mouth has guaranteed you a great future. The word of God in your heart, in your mouth, your future is secure. The word of God in your heart and in your mouth. The word of God. The word of God. Go back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. Verse 2. He said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form. Somebody say form. Who? He said, God who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were. Look, this was the kind of earth God was presented with. He started creating everything messed up all of a sudden. Then the Bible said the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. He couldn't see whatever he was creating. Because Genesis 1 1, we are told, and God saw that everything he had made and it was good. But when darkness is upon the day, what can you see? You can't see anything. So you'll be creating Nyamanyama uh, stuff. So he needed light. God saw everything. It was messed up. He didn't say, ah, the economy is killing businesses. It's killing my business. Oh, it's true. The economy is biting. But you will not experience it until you speak it in your case. Are you with me here? Yeah. So, business is tough, but you don't say it. That's not what you are called to say. There is what you are called to say. That's why the natural man cannot understand what I'm talking about. 
That's why we are teaching in the second service how to be a spiritual man. Because ah now 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 it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Business in your business. Yeah, God will be the first person to lie. Look at verse 3. Everything was a mess. Oh, everything. And look at then God said, Let there be light. God didn't describe. Hey, I'm just creating the head. And see. Ah. Ah. And what say? No, 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 no. God didn't have time. Describing in detail. Now sometimes, listen. <laughs> sometimes. People can spend a lot of time describing the negative things around them. But they have not been detailed enough to see the positives around them. They have not been detailed enough. They have not been detailed enough. Your eyes must be open to good things and be blinded on bad things. Somebody say an amen. Amen. Words are powerful. Somebody say words are powerful. Yeah, words are powerful. I told you, don't joke with words because they are powerful. You know, electricity, electrical cables that are without the rubber covering. How powerful it is. Talk to me. How powerful is it? Very powerful. It can kill you in a split second. You touch it, you are gone. You become another man. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, the Bible tells us, for the word of God is quick and powerful. Powerful. The word of God is quick and powerful. Words are powerful, but God's words are even more powerful. Words are powerful. Hebrews 4 12, again, uh, Ecclesiastes 8 4, he said, where the word of a king is, there is power. Where the word of a king. And we are talking about the king of kings and the lord of lords. Words are powerful. Somebody say words are powerful. Now, that's all I want to leave you with. Next week and next week uh, and next three weeks, we begin to get deeper into this. Words are powerful. Look at the book of James and see how powerful words are. James chapter 3 verse 2 to 10. None of us is perfectly qualified. I'm reading message, please. None of us is perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. Somebody say, mercy. He said, we get it wrong almost every time we open our mouths. We get it wrong. Sometimes we are interacting with people, we get it wrong. Sometimes we are even speaking among ourselves. We get it wrong. He said, we get it wrong almost every time. None of us are like it. None of us is perfectly qualified. Have I always spoken right words? No, I will not lie to you. But as far as I know, 70 to 80% of my words are always right. It takes a lot of discipline to come there. Even last two nights, I said something and mommy was telling me. And when she was speaking, the Holy Ghost was interpreting it to me. The words you were saying, they were too hot. Yeah, it wasn't where it was too, uh, describing a situation that had happened. I don't get it right all the time. But I am conscious that my words matter. When somebody is on a campaign trail and says that uh, all die be die, or uh, Ghana will burn, you have to be very careful about people like that. Yeah. He's so drunk and overly ambitious for power that he will do anything because he will not be a victim. And usually fools fall for such language. Words matter. Somebody say words matter. Words matter. Words matter. Words matter. 
Words you use. Words we use matter. And particularly in this age where uh, we have all tools for writing stuff. I tell couples, one of the negative ways to communicate with wrong words and your emotions is texting and whatsapping and emailing. It's a very foolish way of handling yourselves as a couple. If you want to destroy your marriage, keep texting, keep whatsapping. Foolish things for that matter. The same platform, you can use it to enhance your marriage. The same platform, you can use it to completely destroy your marriage. When you send words of affection, words of love, oh, your wife will be on the roller coaster. But when you send negative words, they will be recorded, documented, and they will be referred to. Is somebody here at all? Okay. How powerful are words? He says, we get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. May you get it right most times. And may you get it right all times. He said, if you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you would have found a perfect person in perfect control of life. How do you control your life? Talk to me, church, by controlling your words. You control your life, your business, your marriage, your finances. Oh, my finances are out of shape. That is how they get into a worse shape. I remember, I used to say, and I still say it, our church is not a poor church. We are one of the richest churches. And I remember one time somebody came to me and said, Pastor, if you talk like this, people will not give. Yeah. If they don't give because God owns the silver and the gold, and he's the one who says, I should speak the way I'm speaking, he will find a way to bring the money. I will not speak in a way to appeal to a human emotion and displease God, who is my all-sufficiency and my supplier. Am I communicating here? That's key. That's key. I don't see you as poor people. Am I communicating here? Yeah. And I thank God we are now embassy, where everybody is an excellency. Ooh, somebody say I'm an ambassador. Yeah. Some ambassadors have cast, others don't have. But we are ambassadors. Mm. Ambassadors are in sizes. The embassy where the US ambassador lives and the embassy where the Togolese ambassador lives. It's a difference. But they are all ambassadors. When they gather, they all have one seat. Everybody has one vote. Somebody say I'm an ambassador. <laughs> That's who you are. We, listen, I want you to be very conscious of that. Conscious of that. Don't cheap in yourself. Now look at this. <laughs> to be in perfect control of your life, you have to be in perfect control of your words, of your speech. Now look at this. He said, a bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. This is it. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. I remember we did a teaching some time back and Pastor Pei was showing us what the bit is some time ago. I don't know whether they have that. But a bit is a small thing. They put it in the mouth of a horse and then they pull it from behind. Now, that is how a horse is very strong. They can do all kinds of things. But when that bit is in their mouth, they can't do what they want to do. Praise God. You pull it and they, 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 they have to stand still. But if that were small, this is even a bigger. How many of you have seen shit before? I don't have time to describe to you massive ships are massive stuff massive stuff can carry several tons and se- i mean massive stuff containing several of them the bible said a ship is controlled by a small ruder on a huge ship in the hands of the skill captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds he says there can be strong wind waves from every side 
But as long as the captain is in the place and he has his hand on the ruder, everything will be in perfect shape. He will go through the storm and it will come out. Why? Because he's in charge of what controls it. Are you with me here? Now look at this. So he talks about the bite in the uh, bits in the mouth of a horse. Then he talks about the ruder in, in the ship. Then he says, a word out of your mouth, verse 5. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account. Somebody say harmless. harmless. Uh -huh. It may seem harmless. That's why I say words are not cheap. But it can accomplish nearly anything. Somebody say anything. 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 Nearly anything. Oh, he said, or destroy it. It can accomplish that. That's, so what, what I'm teaching is to help you to know how to use your words to accomplish stuff rather than destroy stuff. There's one word somebody can speak about this church and can mess all of us up. Praise God. One word somebody can speak about you and it can mess your destiny up. One word. One word. He said, but it can accomplish anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark. Remember, to set off a forest fire. When a match is dropped somewhere, it can explode into fire. Six, a careless. Somebody say a careless. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on reputation, send the whole world up in smoke, and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. Have you seen how powerful words are? When the person is not there and you say some things about the person, say, oh, I didn't mean to listen. What? You've done it. Most of us didn't mean to do many things, but we've done them already. Yeah. So you must mean when you are using words. Are you with me here? Verse 6, verse 7. This is scary. You can tame a tiger. <laughs> but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanting killer. He said, you can tame a tiger. How many of you have seen a tiger before? You go to the zoo and some of them are there. Go to the wild. You see some of them there. They are tamed. But the tongue, keep it, it comes out. You keep it, it comes out. Yes, he said, you cannot control it. If you can't control it, there's a way you manage it. Praise God. <laughs> that's the way. You see, our tongue is so powerful. When we got born again, the Holy Ghost had to give us a new tongue. Have you asked yourself why God will give you a new tongue? <laughs> so powerful. So powerful. Among the new things, you have a new heart, you have a new spirit, you have a new tongue. Why? Because your tongue sets the course of your life. He said, with our tongue we bless God, our Father, and with the same tongues we curse the very men and women made in his image. That's why you can't curse somebody. I have a challenge with pastors whose business is to curse. No, no, no. Our, my business as a pastor is to bless. Are you with me here? Yeah. There's nobody in my lifetime as a minister that I have pronounced a curse on. I don't have time. And last Wednesday, those of you who were here, I told you that a person who decides to come against you has already put himself on the wrong side of life. So where you now are cursed, we are wicked. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we are too wicked. Yeah. He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? He told Abraham, he said, those who bless you, I will bless. He didn't say, you will pray and I will bless them. 
He didn't say, you pray and I'll curse them. Those who bless you, I'll bless. Those who curse you, I will curse them. Then you are still also going to pray, oh, Adam. Tell you, let me say, be merciful. <laughs> yeah, be merciful. Be merciful, because you will soon be needing mercy. Uh, amen? Yeah, as long as you live on the side, you will soon be needing mercy. It's today that you feel so justified. Very soon, one day, you will soon be needing mercy. Turn to your and say, you will be needing mercy. Yeah. He says, curses and blessings out of the same mouth. My friends, this cannot go on. It should not. If you are cursing, curse. If you are blessing, bless. But if you want to have results, you cannot combine two. God hates lukewarm. He's neither hot nor cold. You are not speaking positively. Uh, today, uh, things are fine. Okay, today you have heard a message like this. Ah, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. It's good. When you are feeling conquered, continue to say I am more than a conqueror. Praise God. That is when you are more than a conqueror. Not that I'm a more than a conqueror because you are feeling good. When the day you feel worse about yourself, that is the day you tell yourself, I'm accepted by God. I am loved by God. Praise God. Most people speak good as long as they feel like good. They feel good. No. You don't live your life like that. Words can mess you up. You can lose your heritage. Let me show you a scripture and then we'll close for today by way of introduction. Numbers chapter 13 verse 16 to 20. These are the main names of the men who Moses sent to spy out the land and Moses called Hosea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains. Okay, now before we do this, let's quickly go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I'll, I'll read a few things there. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 7. For the Lord thy God is bringing you into what? Now please take note. The Lord thy God is bringing you into a good land. A land of brooks of water and of fountains and springs. That flow out of hills, valleys and hills. Verse 8. Said a land of wheat and barley. Bah, 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 bah. So he describes the land and he says, The phrase I like is that the Lord thy God is bringing you. Somebody say, The Lord thy God is bringing you. Say, The Lord thy God is bringing you. Now, in Christ, God is not bringing you, God has brought you. Somebody say, In Christ, I'm in the promised land. Yeah, God has brought you in the promised land that is filled with goodies. But whether you enjoy it or not is by allowing your thoughts and your words with Christ. Yeah. You are there. You are there. That's why he said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Be made a curse. For it is written, curse is every man that hangs on it. That the blessing. So we are there. We are in the place of blessing. But the manifestation of the blessing is where the challenge is. And most of the time, we cut ourselves off the manifestation because we speak wrongly. Look at this. These guys, God said, I'm bringing you into the land. But their words cause serious havoc for them. Let's look at that in Numbers. Numbers 13, 16 to 20. He said, and see what is the land is like. Okay. Then Moses sent them to go and spy out the land. Verse 17. Go spy out the land. And go up to the south and see what the land is like. Whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many. 
whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests there or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zen as far as Rohob, near the entrance of Hamath. So they sent. They were sent and they went. Look at verse 26. Verse 26. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back, they brought back, they brought back, they brought back, talk to me, they brought back, they brought back where? They went spire out the land. They, now listen, God says, I'm bringing you into the land, but they are going to stop themselves from entering the land by their words. He says they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. So they brought back word. The fruit was there. Carried the fruit and brought back word. Now look at this. Verse 7. Then they told him, said, we went to the land where you sent us. Truly flows with milk and honey. And this is this fruit. Wow. This is good. Isn't it good? Yeah. This is good. Good report. Verse 28. Nevertheless, that is how the average person talks. I know God can do it, but you know, things are really, really serious. I know anything is possible with God, but the way it is now, <laughs> I'm not sure. He said, Nevertheless, the land is a good land, but the people who dwell in the land are strong, the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, as we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. And this is how a lot of people talk. They describe their problems until they themselves are demoralized. They talk themselves down. Listen, you see, other people can talk you, but never talk yourself down. Talk yourself up. Don't talk yourself down. That's why I can stand here and tell you, me, I'm most beautiful. You may not like me. You say my nose is not the type you want, but I like my own. That's what I have. Everything I have is the best. You can say whatever you want to say. You can say your own is the worst. You can say whatever. That's your own. This is my own. Are you with me now? Yeah. My car may be rickety, but I'm the one who determines the value of the car, not the car that determines my value. Do you understand what I'm saying? Any car president, uh, uh, any plane, the U.S. president sitting is called Air Force One. Any plane is sitting. Air Force One. The Air Force One is a person. It's not the plane. Are you with me here? In the plane is sitting. It's Air Force One. Air Force One. Air Force One. You can sit in a, a what do you call it? In the Nyama Nyama car. But that becomes a because it is the person that determines the value of the thing. Are you with me here? Yeah. Your value is not in the car you drive. The value is in your person. There are people who are poor, very low self-esteem and they are riding all kinds of cars. See these vents. When you engage them, you begin to see that they, they have an inferiority complex. That's what I'll be talking about a little bit in the second service. People do all kinds of things just to flow and fit in. No, 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 no. That's not my life. That's not my life. I'm not less of a senior pastor and the leader of Embassy of Life because I'm in a taxi. I'm not less. I'm the same person. Are <laughs> you here with me? Yeah. So it's not. Know your value. Know your value. Know your value. Know your value. I remember many years ago when I sold my car 
uh, in the purchase of the instrument. One time, I sat in a taxi and where uh, somebody met me. He said, Hey, what's up? Now, what's up for taxi? I said, Listen, <laughs> thank you, Pastor James. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. I can walk, I can fly, I can do anything. I can. I can. When I tell you I have never been jealous of it, whatever anybody has, it's because I have learned to be a base and abound. When I have an empty house and there are no chairs there, I'm cool. Yeah. Because somebody is under a shed, I'm in a house. <laughs> the Amalekites, they described the thing and it was hoodious. And look at that, look at that, look at that. Listen, words are not cheap. They create pictures and imagination. And the imaginations will form your vision and they will affect your output in life. Look at verse number 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. May God give us more Caleb's. May you become a Caleb for someone. Yeah, Caleb's. They don't wait and talk and talk and talk and talk now. Let's get to do something. But the men who had gone up with them said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. As for this interview, ha, I don't think we can make it. The kind of people I met there are Chimota boys, Premier College boys, and I'm coming from Archie school. I don't think I have a place. I don't think I have a place. No, 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 no. I don't think I have a place. Oh, you are, if you are from uh, Reverend Bright School in Crawford Gray College, you have a place. But out of Enkrofu Agri College, a reverend doctor has been produced from there. It's not about that at all. At all. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I have never been to any of the preparatory school or international schools all my life. Not once. Could my father afford it a hundred times? Did he see value in it? No. Did he see any value in it? Praise God. So, Saito, 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 Saito. I mean, the one I attended is not this, no, Emmy. I went, now I think they call it Emmy or something. Mine is LA, local authority. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, why you listen to me either on radio or in church and you think me, bro, I have come for God has helped me, pa. It is you who has problem. If you know where I'm coming from and where I am and the one I'm speaking now, you will clap for me rather than tease me. You will clap for me instead of teasing me. Sure. Me free bro frodo, but bro frodo my do pa. Are you with me here? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> but the man said we could not. Then they gave the children of Israel a bad report. You know what a bad report is? He said, in fact, the King James says, an evil report. Any report that is not consistent with God's word is an evil report. You look at your son, your daughter, and they say, A, B, C, D about your daughter. Your daughter has this condition. And you can't find the condition in scripture. It's an evil report. Reject it. And begin to superimpose God's report over the matter. Somebody say an amen. amen. There we saw the giants. Huh. We saw the giants. Jump to Numbers chapter 14 verse 1 in the New King James quickly. Now, so all the congregation lifted up their voices and the people wept that night. Why were they weeping? Look. And all the children of Israel complained against the Lord with their words, saying, the whole congregation said, 
oh, if only we had died. Please, follow this because that's what I'm going to show you. He said, oh, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. Oh, if only we had died in this wilderness. Everything they are saying is death, 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 death. I tell people all the time. COVID-19. No, no, no. Everybody is free to die. If you watch some of the video, I used to say, everybody is free to die through COVID. I'm not going anywhere. Are you with me? Eh? I'm not going anywhere. I have no business. I can go through any other means, but not that means. Look at that. He said, oh, the people are dying. Go back, go back, go back, please. He said, only if you had died, if you had died, if you had died, if you had died. That's all they spoke. Now go to verse number 26 and I close. And I want to read number 26 from the New Eleven Translation and you see the effect of your words. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, verse 27, how long must I put up with this wicked community and its complaints about me? Yes, I have heard the complaints the Israelites are making against me. Now look at this. Now tell them this, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things I heard you, I heard you, I heard you. May I close by telling you that the things that God is doing in your life are the things you have spoken over your life. Everything. God has nothing to work with for you except what you speak. What you present to him is what he works for you. If you say business is booming when you are not seeing anything, God will make sure that business will boom. If you say marriage is working when you are having difficulty, God will give you grace for the marriage to work. If you say, I have regretted, you have reasons again and again and again and again to regret. He said, whatever you have spoken in my ears. In fact, the King James says, as long as I live, whatever you have spoken in my ears, so I will do to you. Look at verse number 29. He said, your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness and all that numbered among you according to your whole number from 20 years old and up which are murmured against me verse 30 doubtless shall not come into this land which I swear to make you dwell save Caleb the son of Joshua and Japhnan and Joshua the son of Nun let's do that in the New Living Translation verse 29 because I think good you will drop dead in this wilderness why? Because they said, we wish we were dead in the wilderness. You remember? We wish we were dead in the wilderness. We wish we were dead in Egypt. Because, he said, as for Egypt, I can't take you back and kill you in Egypt. But in this wilderness, it's still an option. You will die because you want to die. <laughs> because you, you, you complain against me. Every one of you is 20 years old and older. Uh, and was included in the registration will die. Verse 30. You will not enter and occupy the land. The only exceptions will be Caleb, son of Japhnan, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Why were they exceptions? Because they spoke differently. Praise God. They spoke differently. They spoke differently. They spoke differently. They spoke differently. Identify with people who speak differently. I said identify with people who speak what? Different. I've said it too many times. My bones will not be broken at the point of my death. I'm not going to die through a road accident, plane crash, and they can't find my body. No, no, no. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said it until one time I heard a report that somebody came to the church and he heard me say that I was angry. <laughs> that is not Joshua and Caleb. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I will not say what is popular because you want to hear it. I want to say what will secure my life. Praise the Lord. 
I said my bones will not be broken. If you want your head smashed, your brain out, say it. It's not for you to be angry with me. It's your mouth. You have your mouth. I have my mouth. Don't you all have the right? Everybody has a right. You're entitled to what you say. I'm entitled to what I'm saying. But I choose to say what God has said. I choose to say what God wants me to say. And as you begin to align your words with the words of God, I see greatness following your life. You will fulfill your destiny. You will rise. You will be distinguished. When everybody has been disqualified, you will succeed. Can somebody give me a better amen? He said, all of you, 20 years and old, you will not enter the land. But Joshua and Caleb are entering. Listen, in your generation, you will be among the Joshua and the Caleb. Who will enjoy the best of God? Shout, I believe it. You are blessed. Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afroqua on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi. Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you.